The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Oh, hello, Bob here uh, Live and not pre-recorded I hope you're enjoying this We're doing this live now Because it's just so much fun for me I'm here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. Biff's gaslighting and his institutional damage continue on and on and on, so we all need a way to blow off steam. And if you're like me and you need to channel your panic and hatred into something besides day drinking, pick up Bubble Genius's political voodoo doll in the shape and likeness of the cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. Only $25 from Bubble Genius, but use our promo code BOBC. For 15% off your entire order, only from BubbleGenius.com. Okay, on today's show, Jackie Schechner, the great Jackie Schechner from InvestigateRussia.org, and the Stephanie Miller Show is here. It is the uh, one-year commemoration of Kofefe today. That happened one year ago, and I just don't give a shit. Uh, Trump pardoned Dinesh Ushbag today. Uh, he also applied tariffs against the EU and Mexico, and Trump denied firing Comey because of Trump and Russia. Yeah, it's going to be a Trump day. All that and more coming up, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Ooh, check that shit out, man, the internet. Let's see if those f***s wrote something new about us or that stupid-ass flick. Any movie based on Jane Silent Bob are going to lick b- because they both, in fact, lick balls. Mother It's time we wrote something back. Type this shit down. All you motherfuckers are gonna pay. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're gonna fuck your mothers while you watch and cry like little whiny bitches. Once we get to Hollywood and find those Miramax fucks who's making the movie, we're gonna make them eat our shit, then shit out our shit, and then eat their shit that's made up of our shit that we made them eat. And then all you motherfuckers are next. Love, Jay and Silent Bob. That'll show those fucks. Bob Seska! We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show! From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, May 31, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. God damn it! I'm Bob. How you doing? Hello. What's happening? How's it going? Says who? Oh, wrong button. Hello, Bob. Hi. I want to say hi to Rachel and not uh, Michael Cohen. Says Thank who? you very much. So let's get that again. Let's do that again. Hello, Bob. <laughs> oh, that's so much better. <laughs> we are, of course, brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It is the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Check out Bo on the cover of South Magazine's Power Issue, where he's listed as one of the South's greatest lawyers. And I can personally vouch for that. You can also find Bo at theboanlawgroup.com or click Bo Bowen's picture on the podcast page at bobseska.com. Okay, it is Trump Crisis Day 497. How many days until the midterms? 158 days until the 2018 midterms. And look, right over there. Oh, my God, it's Jackie Shecker. Jackie, help. Help. Hi. Help. Help. You're talking about cleansing the palate with a voodoo doll. I thought you were going to talk about intravenous sedatives. (laughs) Jesus Christ, I need them today. Everything is happening all at once. Once again today, uh, Trump is going nuts. And I I just, I need a voice of reason. I need someone who's linked up with the, the Russia investigation and who knows a thing or two about what's going on there because something's got to give. I mean, I feel like we're reaching a, we're reaching a point where everything is just going to erupt. I mean, it's like we're all in this pressure cooker and the lid's on too tightly. And uh, at any second, something's just going to go and, that, and that's going to be it. I don't know what yeah, that well, is or, or how that'll work, but... Boy, it really, really feels like it, doesn't it? it feels like there's well, something we're at burning. We're in a particularly dangerous, dangerous moment right now yeah. because of what's happening in terms of attempting to spread propaganda and disinformation. Yeah. And this is a tactic that Putin's used for years, and it's now seeping into President Trump's vernacular. And he's yeah. attempting to challenge facts and manipulate the truth 
uh, and try to tell people that what they know to be true isn't. And it's a, a very dangerous tactic that has worked very effectively in Russia over the years, where people are either bombarded with false information to the point yeah. that they don't even know what to believe anymore, or they're so overwhelmed with information in general that they just get tired and give up. Yeah. And I, I, I fear uh, that people will do the latter here, uh, and, I, and I hope that people will stay engaged and stay outraged. As exhausting as it is, it's the only way we're going to win. Um, because yeah. the president does have the bully pulpit of the presidency. Mm-hmm. And he's coming out and saying things like, you know, I didn't say that I fired Comey because of Russia when, in fact, he did. And you can yep. play him the tape and he'll still deny it. Happened. Right. We have the tape. We have the tape right here. So just just for a matter of confirmation, this is this is the president saying that he fired Comey in order to uh, stop the. Uh, the whole thing with Russia and Trump and Russia. I was going to fire Comey, knowing there was no good time to do it. And in fact, when I decided to just do it, I said to myself, I said, you know, this this Russia thing with Trump Trump and Russia Russia. is a made-up story. It's an excuse by the Democrats for having lost an election. Yeah, and of course we see that and we know that and we all recognize that as being something that he's admitted on video on national television and yet he denies it on Twitter and we all just want to scream Fuck you! Right, it's just Fuck, 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 fuck you! <laughs> just over well, and that over that and also again. Giuliani coming out and saying that Comey wouldn't give Trump the satisfaction of saying that he wasn't a subject of the investigation and that was one of the reasons why he fired him I mean they're flat out saying it and then turning around a week later and saying no it didn't happen or you know however long it's been since the Lester Holt interview Mm -hmm. so you know for for this to be the case that the president not only does this but then you know his lawyer and I use lawyer in quotes who the heck knows what Rudy Giuliani these sure. days comes out and admits it as well it's clearly a public relations campaign and they wouldn't be going at it if they didn't suspect it was going to work yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, in case you missed it, here's what he tweeted today. Not that it matters, but I never fired James Comey because of Russia. The corrupt mainstream media loves to keep pushing that narrative, but they know that it is not true. That I is think ju- he hopes that people will simply read his tweets and not mm-hmm. watch the news. Yeah, um, They will not have seen the Lester Holt interview. They won't be checking out my website, our mm-hmm. website. They won't. They won't be uh, listening to anything other than their own echo chamber. So I think, I think that that's what he's counting on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he's just assuming that people will will take that and run with it. Right, um, right. And that 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 seems to be what's working for him and for his. You know, low amount of supporters, the, the diehard 30%. So, and then I don't know if you saw this today, but this is just another example of how, you know, the flying monkeys swoop in and they continue the gaslighting in other forms. And on CNN today, uh, Senator Mike Lee was on, and whoever the host was said, Senator, any concerns Trump seems to be lying about why he fired Comey? And Senator Mike Lee said this He said, No, he fired him because of Hillary, the Hillary probe. Oh, come on. And then CNN said, well, wait a second. Let's watch a video of Trump admitting it was about Russia. And then he plays, of course, the Trump in Russia, the whole thing with Russia, plays that whole clip. And then CNN comes back and says, thoughts? And then Senator Lee says, eh, it was about Hillary. <laughs> it was about Hillary. And I, I mean, go, fuck, fuck, fuck you. Right. God. It's, it's astonishing that anyone would buy that, given how much he despises Hillary Clinton and how much his supporters despise Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So why in God's name would he fire James Comey for the way he handled the Hillary Clinton investigation? I mean, he he ended up essentially <laughs> so stupid destroying her two weeks before the election. Yeah. Uh, and and you know criticizing the way that that she handled her her emails. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And and you know, I I think what's frustrating now it's hard to kind of put all of these thoughts together because there's a lot of them swirling around, but. It's frustrating now to see how Rosenstein acted mm-hmm. and, and how he's behaving now because yeah. he is capitulating a bit. I mean, he's he says things like, well, we won't be extorted. The Justice Department won't be extorted. And then at the same time, he allows this you know, charade to go on with the Department of Justice and the briefings. Yeah. Uh, and he did write this, this memo in the first place or this letter in the first place, uh, essentially giving Trump that excuse to fire Comey without any mention of Russia. Now we know from the news that Andrew McCabe wrote a memo detailing a conversation with Rod Rosenstein, wherein Rosenstein said that Trump had asked him to mention Russia in that letter. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was all a coordinated effort yeah. 
Uh, and and the truth always comes out with Trump. I mean, you know, when people tell, show you who they are, believe them. I mean, he's been telling us who he is from the very beginning. Yep. The thing that I go back to with Rosenstein, uh, are you saying Rosenstein or Rosenstein? Which are we oh, going gosh, with here? I don't, I don't know. know. What did he say it was? I, I've heard Rachel say Rosenstein, so I've been going okay. with Rosenstein. I have no Someone idea if that's accurate but nevertheless, I I, 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 you can say whatever the hell you want. I'm, I'm just going with Rosenstein. But Rosenstein, I try, and maybe this is a mistake, but I try to give that guy a little bit of latitude because he is under such such immense pressure. You know, he's got he got Trump and all of the uh, red hats breathing down his neck on one hand, and on the other hand, he's got the rule of law, and he's got this investigation that is ongoing, and he's got uh, you know he's got to keep one foot in each in each sphere of and there's some degree of madness in each one of those spheres and so i i can kind of understand why he might be equivocating here or there his public statements not matching up with his his actions in some cases but that that latitude is only going to last a certain amount of time because if he starts really backpedaling because you know i've said for a while now and i think a lot of us have recognized that in all of this, and, and I guess given the overall context of how crazy things are, Rosenstein's kind of a hero. And I'm not like really trying to canonize this guy, but the fact is that this investigation never would have started. The Mueller investigation never would have started if Rod Rosenstein hadn't appointed a special counsel That's and, true. and chosen, chosen Robert Mueller. And That's so, true. yeah, so and, and then set out the parameters allowing Mueller the latitude to. Uh, link up to and investigate things that are, you know, one or two hops away from the whole issue of conspiracy slash collusion. So I think that's that's all a positive thing. But at the same time, I go, well, I got to keep an eye on this guy because after all, he is a Trump appointee and ultimately his job is going to uh, disappear or be retained based on how this erratic schoolyard bully behaves in the White House. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were reading months ago that, that Rosenstein was totally prepared to lose his job. Yeah, like, yeah. He was totally aware that that was entirely possible. And I don't know at this point that he's trying to save his job. I think he might be trying to buy Mueller time. Yep. Um, and so for that, he gets the credit. I mean, it sounds like the DOJ briefings that took place while it was a big charade didn't actually yield anything no. that Nunes was hoping they would yield. Yeah. So they went through the motions and they got people in an uproar, but ultimately I think they stuck by their guns and said, look, here's why you can't have this information. And by all accounts, they get somewhat out of a lecture on why it's important to keep confidential sources confidential. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, that somebody said if Nunes had found out anything damaging, he would have been screaming it from the rafters and the rooftop. So, um, you know, I, I think... I think we have to kind of keep it on. Pre- I'm sorry. I have a small kitten that is now climbing up. <laughs> the kitten is the most adorable I, the, thing. No, I, in I, the I'm, I'm world. trying so hard. I'm trying so hard to stay focused, and I'm I'm thinking you can hear this. It's like loudly purring and sucking yeah. on my hand at the same time. It's like you're in the middle of a Pixar movie or something like yeah, that. There's like twelve of the most adorable kitty cats in your house. Okay, like teeny not tiny. Not twelve. There's two. <laughs> well. That's not made me out to be more of the crazy cat lady than I already am. Well, the the picture that you posted on Twitter, I just I had a tweet ridiculously cute, and and I underscore the word ridiculously because that you could have put some sort of motivational slogan underneath that and sold that. Oh as yeah, a no, that's one of those a, hang in there posters. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because not only are these two kittens just utterly adorable with all of their kitten things and the big eyes and the fuzzy hair and all of it, but they're hugging. And yeah. if that wasn't bad enough as if that wasn't just ridiculously cute enough, they're laying on some sort of white powder puff. <laughs> it's it's like there should be angels singing and harps playing and the, the cats should be just floating around, <laughs> floating around on their own cuteness. Oh yeah, that I'm is, in deep uh, trouble here. Crazy. I mean, just in, in case it interrupts our, our <laughs> podcasting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm in trouble. I mean, everybody knows that I had Emmy for a hundred years and when I lost her, it was really devastating and then I had a rebound cat for a while to kind of figure out whether or not I was ready and then I put it out into the universe that I wanted to adopt a new cat and sure <laughs> enough, my neighbor comes by like a week later and says, I found kittens in my mom's yard. There's these three little kittens. <laughs> yeah. And they were so young that she had to bottle feed them. And then once they got into real food, she realized that she has two of her own and, and can't have five cats because I think that's against the law, right? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, in terms of not being the crazy cat lady. So we talked about it, and I said, okay, let's let's see if I can handle two of them. So now I've got the brothers, and uh, I was like, yeah, you know, I'll just take them temporarily and see what happens. And now I'm totally in love. Yeah, Except of they course. Own, they own me, and I can't. There's nothing I can do about it because every time they do something like keep me up all night, they hug each other on a cloud, and I. I have no option. They hug each other on a cloud. They <laughs> do. See, that's it. I'm so that different. lady now. Last I'm time, that woman who's posting nothing but cat pictures. Last time we had kittens as a matter of conversation on this show, it was, of course, Chez, and Chez had, uh, had Gizmo. And we had to play the Gizmo music for his kitten because <laughs> his kitten was crazy and wily. And, of course, any kitten that Chez would have, Chez and Taryn at the time, uh, yeah. were just, uh, just insane. So... It'll be fun when that kitten starts to go nuts, when your kittens start to go nuts and do the thing like like when I had kittens, they would just randomly run up and just like tree hug my leg with their claws and just go oh, yeah. nuts. And I used to call that where, where the cats were on the jazz. I used to borrow oh, like that, that from Han- Hannibal from uh, the 18. I said, oh, the cat's on, on the, the jazz. jazz and they're going nuts. So look out. And uh, and that's what they, they do. What cats do once a, once a day, cats go indiscriminately bananas with their tails, and they run around and make crazy noises and run sideways and do that thing, and then they grab your leg and lots of fun. So good luck, good luck to you, Jackie. Shack. Yeah, no. So that's the warning. <laughs> if you hear weird purring or suckling, they're still suckling a little bit. Yeah, ah. just you know. All right. Well, it wouldn't be the first time we heard suckling on this show. Uh, so speaking That's of, suck, sucking up or suckling? <laughs> suckling. Speaking okay. of suckling, let's talk about Michael Avenatti. Yes, uh, there you go. So what is your take? Because this is just going to be, I think this is going to be a show where I'm just going to pick your brain because I just sure. really, I we didn't really Whatever's get Whatever's left of it is all yours. <laughs> on Tuesday's show, we didn't really dig into Russia as much as I wanted to because, of course, Roseanne sucked all the air out of the room. Uh, but I, I want to get into this now. So Lordy Avenatti has said that there are now, he can confirm that there are tapes with Donald Trump's voice on them, Cohen, Michael Cohen tapes. Uh, is this on the level or is this something that he's just kind of making up or kind of trying to put out there as a thing and maybe it won't be a thing? You know, I don't know with Michael Avenatti. And here's what I'll say. As I was a big fan, um, I, I really liked what he was doing. I thought that he was doing his client a real service. And then he went to a party and he posted pictures of himself with uh, Scaramucci and then another one with Hannity. And immediately after I saw them, I tweeted out like, you know, this is such a disappointment because none of this is a game Mm -hmm. and treating it like what happens during the day is all serious. And then what happens at night over a few drinks isn't really um, diminishes the importance of what's happening to our democracy. Yeah. And no joke within like a minute or two of my posting that he took it down. Um, and I don't know if I, if, if my, yeah, I don't know if my tweet had something to do with it, um, or if he had heard elsewhere that it was a lousy idea, but it was, it was pretty quickly that those pictures came down. Now there, somebody grabbed them and from time to time you can still see them. Yeah. Um, so that really soured me a bit. It was like, where is your judgment? Yeah. And you know, I, I like what he does. I think he's a strong voice. I think he's good on television. I don't doubt that he's vying for some sort of media opportunity down the line, and he'll probably get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he needs to keep in mind that what he's doing, if he's doing it sincerely, and I'd like to think that he is, yeah. has a greater cause. Um, and in that vein, I would hope that he's not making anything up. Right. Um, most of what he said so far has panned out. I can't put my finger on anything that hasn't. The fact that the judge turned around and said, look, if you want to be a part of this case, this, this Michael Cohen case, you're going to have to stop showing up on TV. And he said, OK, then forget it um, because he wants to continue to speak out in the media. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think that this is where the Stormy Daniels and the Russia investigation are intersecting in some way, right, through Michael Cohen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a delicate balance because I don't want to go too far off the reservation and get into the Stormy Daniels stuff because it's a separate it's a separate entity. Right. And yet, because all of this money flowed into Essential Consultants LLC and could have been connected, whereas maybe the Russians were funding his payoff money, mm-hmm. that's where I have to keep an eye on it. My rule of thumb tends to be if there's an article written about Michael Cohen and Avenatti and Stormy Daniels that mentions its impact on the Russian investigation, then I'll aggregate that and make it part of the site. 
But if it's simply just about Cohen and Avenatti and Stormy Daniels and doesn't intertwine with the Russia investigation in some way, then I have to make an executive decision sure. not to follow it as closely. Because I think that's where people are going to start to get confused. Yeah. Now, what do you know about these tapes now? I mean, because if because we heard, I mean, initially when the raid first happened, we heard rumors about how Michael Cohen records some of his phone conversations. Right. And right. some of those phone conversations could include the president's voice, phone calls with Donald Trump. And now uh, Avenatti comes out and says that he heard in court that there are these tapes and that uh, that he has confirmation that Trump's voice appears on these tapes. Is this is this on the level or is this something that he may have misunderstood or he may just he may be taking one leap beyond what is actually theirs, like hypothesizing? Well, we got confirmation there are tapes and sure, certainly there's a chance that. Trump's voice is on some of those tapes. Like he's just like it's merely speculation on his part. Yeah, what do you I think? I hope not. I mean, I don't see that he's been repeating it as speculation. Yeah. And I would hope not. I mean, don't shatter your reputation at this point. Right? Like why it's the same thing I said about McClatchy when they came out and said that that Bob Mueller had evidence that Michael Cohen was, was in Prague. Yeah. You know, right. it, they've done such great reporting over the years and they were all over the NRA money issue, right? Could Russians be funneling money to the Trump campaign through the NRA. Yeah. I don't think McClatchy would burn its reputation on a story that it wasn't confident about. Yeah, I would true. hope that Michael Avenatti is doing the same, that he's not burning the reputation and the goodwill that he's fostered at this point with those who really believe in him by resorting to speculation for sensationalistic headlines. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's on the tapes. I don't know if those tapes would be covered by attorney-client privilege if Cohen is doing some sort of legal work for President Trump and, and he can then um, get those exempted, but we'll know soon enough because the court has said you've got until June 15th to indicate to us what you think should be covered by attorney-client privilege, and if you don't get through all the material by then, then the prosecutorial taint team, uh, which should have been going through all this stuff in the beginning. What I did know, you say? The, know, the, ta the taint, taint team. Taint I know. Taint. I know. Sorry. Uh, you know, it's quite all right. I got to give you. I got to give you a moment. Um, <laughs> Right. But but they'll go through it and they'll distinguish yeah. uh, what they think should and shouldn't be covered. Uh, I mean, you know, more interesting to me in all of this is the fact that they seized Michael Cohen's shredder. Yes, and that's they're big. Go and 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 try to put back together. I mean, whether they're going to put back together some of this these documents or <laughs> whether the fact that they seized it means that they don't trust him in the first place, which is probably why they got a subpoena yeah. and didn't just go to him for information. I mean, these are shady people. You've got to be an idiot to think that, that Michael Cohen's going to turn stuff over in good faith. Sure. So it seems that, you know, perhaps they've got reason to believe that he has tried to destroy some important evidence. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they've got their hands on it. I, I think they'll get to the bottom of this. Now, the question will be, you know, what they have, what Cohen knows, and what Cohen's willing to tell them in the interest of saving his own behind. Yeah. You know, I wonder how that process works, too. Like, they get a hold of Michael Cohen's uh, uh, shredder, right? And so Michael Cohen... Says who? <laughs> ...has all these important documents that that uh, that he's uh, destroyed, or at least thought he's destroyed. Who is the guy or woman or whoever inside right. the, uh, the FBI who has to take all of those individual shards and reconstruct them into some sort of coherent set of documents. It it's got to be like, someone who is really good at giant jigsaw puzzles, right? Yeah, it's like no doubt. Puzzle savant yeah. who now works <laughs> in law enforcement. I cannot imagine that having I mean, to be your like you thought separating M and M's in a rock and roll green room was bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, this I, is. And, you know, on TV, you know, on the, the TV shows that uh, cover, you know, the crime procedural shows, they usually have some sort of advanced software that they just fabricate out of, you know, just for the fiction of the show that would do something like that. Like they would take one strip and then whatever software they have could extrapolate out and create the entire page. But there's nothing like that, right? They just have to take individual strips of paper and look around for matches and try to reassemble them back together. There had to, I think there was a movie where they were 
were doing something along those lines or maybe reconstructing pages that were out of order. Oh, yeah, it was in the post where they were trying to reconstruct pages, the, the Pentagon Papers that were out uh-huh. of order and completely not numbered or anything like that. But I can't even imagine going through and getting like a shard of something and then spending the next three, four days trying to find other shards of paper strips that match up with that shard and then only to find out that it's like his cable bill or something. Right. Well, let, we're assuming that Michael Cohen splurged on a uh, an expensive shredder. I mean, maybe he got the one that only shreds it into like large pieces. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he cheaped out on the shredder and got the uh, maybe it only shreds into like four pieces, like four right, strips. Right. Like ah, this will totally fool us. Says who? So we with shredders, all of them. Yeah. So that's exciting. On top of. Uh, the federal prosecutors are set to receive one million files from three of Cohen's yes. cell phones that were seized last month in raids on his apartment, office, and hotel room. The court filing submitted by Special Master Barbara Jones on Tuesday said that investigators for the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York have already received nearly 300,000 pieces of potential evidence from the raid. So far, only 252 seized items have been flagged by Cohen's or Trump's attorneys as privileged materials. An additional 292,000 items were turned over to prosecutors on May 23rd. So this guy is is probably screwed, probably screwed, and I'm saying probably because I'm in a low ebb of confidence in a, in all of this shit right now. Because yeah, I mean, I'd love to see if there's some evidence of the, of Brody being a cover up for Trump. I mean, yeah, that, that might be fun to see, right? I mean, I. I, I love the rumors online that he had. I don't know if I, we talked about it this last time that he had a vasectomy, and so he couldn't have fathered a child. I don't know that wow. it's true. It's a total rumor, but it's like my favorite rumor that's been floating around. Yeah, um, because I, I'd love to see some evidence that uh, that they didn't reuse the name Denison because they just didn't have any other names in mind. It was <laughs> he just ran out of Trump fake and names. not Broidy. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. These idiots, again, the dumbest crooks in the history of dumb crooks. That's exactly what they are. they've gotten away with it for so long. That's the crazy part. It's like nobody was paying close enough attention to recognize all of this shadiness that was going on. Or they did, but they chose not to go after him. Or he was paying off law enforcement. Who knows what was going on? But, I mean, these people are such criminals. And it goes back so far back um, that, that... there's got to be an, an overabundance of evidence, if that's even possible. Now, why do you think Rosenstein would uh, refuse to reference Russia in his uh, in his memo about firing Comey? Because Trump asked well, him. He's apparently, saying that that memo. Yeah, I mean, he's saying that that memo was not supposed to be a pretext for firing. And according to the article, what Trump wanted him to do was exonerate him in the Russia investigation. He wanted to say he wasn't a subject of the investigation. The same thing that Trump was allegedly asking of Comey. Yeah. The same thing that Giuliani said he was frustrated he couldn't get, and that Rosenstein left that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that that seems to be at least consistent in terms of what Trump. It's interesting why it is he's so hung up on that. Like, why he personally... It's kind of like, I don't care if anybody else in my campaign did it, but I need you to say that I'm personally exonerated. Yeah. And he's totally hung up on that. And that that seems to be... I mean, why would Rosenstein not say that? Because it's not true. Basically, what we're doing, Jackie, what all of us, and especially you are doing, and to a certain extent, Rachel Maddow, and everyone else covering this story closely every damn day, is we're all doing what these poor, probably interns at the FBI are doing, which is just trying to reassemble all those strips of paper. And that's what we're kind of trying to do by following this investigation. We're really only getting little strips of information that we somehow have to collate and reassemble into some sort of larger narrative, but without knowing what the full picture is. So we've got we've got kind of a sense of what the entire jigsaw puzzle is supposed to look like. But sometimes we get bits of information that don't seem to fit. We get new revelations based on some new character that we didn't know about before. And then we've got to fit those puzzle pieces into into the overall picture. And so it's not just frustrating, but also immensely, immensely challenging and confusing. And you know, right, I, and we have to keep in mind that we only know bits and pieces right. and months and months after the fact, especially when it comes to Mueller. And anything that's coming, this is the big warning I give everybody. You're probably nauseous of it at this point if you've heard <laughs> me say it on every other program I've spoken on. Yeah. Anything that comes from Rudy Giuliani about the Mueller side of the investigation is a lie. Right. And you can't 
publish it as truth or fact unless mm. you have a second source to corroborate it right. that isn't also Giuliani. Oh, yeah. Because he is spreading propaganda and misinformation in an effort to sway public opinion about the Mueller investigation. Oh, yes. So people have to be very careful, especially the media outlets who are like, Giuliani, colon, <laughs> Mueller says this will be wrapped up by September 1st. <laughs> that pissed like, me off so much. First of all, he wants it wrapped up by September 1st because that makes Trump happy and also because uh-huh. he wants to then claim that it's political if it moves into the midterm season. Right. This is all a public relations effort by Giuliani. And I think the media has a responsibility at this point to add that caveat every time it quotes something Giuliani said. If Giuliani wants to say something about his own opinion or what he's discussing with Trump, that's fine. But anything he says about anybody outside his own camp has to be taken as a complete and total fabrication unless it's somehow been corroborated by a second or third outside source. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Well, you know what? There's there's one other aspect I want to get to in all of this, which is that apparently that propaganda effort by Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump appears to be working. Terrifyingly, it appears to be working. And we'll have some poll numbers here in just a second uh, from Fox News viewers, and how, there you go. yeah, and how <laughs> right, and how this is. I guess we shouldn't be shocked by these numbers, but we'll get into it in just a second. But in the meantime, I want to talk about Omaha Steaks right now because Father's Day is coming up; it's right around the corner. I got my family gift pack from Omaha Steaks, and I brought them down to my mom's house in uh-huh. uh, down in Virginia. And they have been enjoying their Omaha steaks and especially the tenderloins for days and days and days. Now, there is so much meat in these packages from Omaha steaks that they are able to have cookout after cookout after cookout with just one order. So if you're thinking about a great gift for your dad, you know, dads are are hard to please, especially when it comes to giving him a a Father's Day gift. He'll he'll really, really I never know what to get my dad, yeah. Of course, something that he doesn't already have. Steaks. Most dad loves steaks. They love to eat them. They love to grill them. So give him steaks. Omaha Steaks, of course, right at his door. The timing is perfect. Now the grilling season has begun. And it's not just about the beef or even the meat. Of course, I love not just the quality of Omaha Steaks, uh, but the variety, including vegetables and fish, as well as pork, poultry, veal, Yum. lamb, and bison. Everything from uh, everything arrives in a, a flash-frozen, vacuum-sealed package, hand-trimmed and ready to cook. There's, of course, dry ice in there to keep everything chilled. Omaha Steaks are, the, are only the finest cuts, US, USDA inspected and cured for 21 days. And for Father's Day or anytime, you can customize your gift. Give Dad precisely what he wants, right down to the wine pairings, or... Right now, Omaha Steaks has a special Father's Day offer for my listeners. How does 78% off sound? Oh, come on. Yep, 78% That's off. That's a steal. Yep. He gets two tender filet mignons, two beefy top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, and four chicken fried steaks, and four all-beef Omaha steak burgers, four gourmet jumbo franks, 12 ounces of all-beef meatballs, and a pound a pound of steakhouse fries. All wow. that for just $49.99, Jackie. But wait, there's more. You also get Omaha Steaks seasoning packet and four caramel apple tartlets. Oh, and they're now throwing in four more of those Omaha Steak burgers for a total of eight. And it's all still just $49.99 for all of it. You have to get this and quickly go to omahasteaks.com, type B-O-B-C into the search bar. Remember that, B-O-B-C. And then just uh, add the Father's Day package to your cart. It's just that easy. Again, omahasteaks.com. Enter B-O-B-C in the search bar. Father's Day just got way easier thanks to omahasteaks.com. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is. Welcome back today. See the curtains hanging. Uh, Jackie Schechter is here from InvestigateRussia.org. Make sure that you go and support the show at our Patreon page. Go to BobSeska.com. Click the all-caps Patreon link just beneath the logo and sign up for your support for this show on a monthly basis. Plus, you get all kinds of bonus content for your support. But right now, we've got, uh, I don't know, another 24 hours left to download all of our Dan Badandi, Dan Bad- Bionic Dan Badandi 
uh, commercial uh, parodies. So go and do that right now. We've got lots of other stuff waiting for you, including commercial-free versions of this show, the post-mortem show, the Friday after party, and a whole lot more. So please go and do that. We've kind of kind of stalled a little bit, but I think we're starting to pick up steam once again. So please go and support the show at our Patreon page. Also, when you're clicking on stuff, make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link at bobseska.com. It's the all-caps Amazon link right next to the Patreon link. And you, it takes you right to the front page of Amazon.com. You go shopping as normal, uh, and you can find just about anything at Amazon.com. And uh, we get a... Uh, you ever, t- have ever shopped online and accidentally sent something to your parents? Uh, you know what? I've sent things to the wrong address because I've got like 12 addresses from the last eight years. <laughs> so yeah, I've got I that. accidentally sent a package to my mom. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank God it wasn't too risque, but it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't oh, totally G-rated. <laughs> now, now you have to say what that product was, Jackie Schechner. You're not no, it was clothing. It was, oh, it was, it was clothing. Was but it? there was, you know, there was, there was an outfit that was probably uh, not one that your mother needs to receive. <laughs> yeah. Well, Amazon has everything. So certainly, uh, you know, if you wanted to find some sort of uh, crazy sex clothing like Jackie Schechner always buys at Amazon <laughs> and sends to her mom, you can go to Amazon link and buy all of your sex clothing there. Make sure you click on the right address, folks. It's a public service <laughs> announcement. Well, we your mother have... does not need to see your uh, going out clothes. Well, you know, I accidentally sent a blow. We're up... staying in clothes, for that matter. I accidentally sent a blow up doll to my dad, so he was he's oh, looking for, for Father's Day. I should have, you know what? I should have gone with my Omaha Steaks gift pack, but you know, it was an accident. What can I say? All yes. right, so I was talking about this Fox News viewer poll. And oh, yeah. it turns out by a 73 to 23% margin, Fox News viewers say they are opposed to the Mueller probe. So it's not, it's not shocking because we already kind of knew it's that. It's Fox News viewers. It's, of course, Fox News viewers. But it's, it's also sh- people who admit they're Fox News viewers. <laughs> yeah. Well, what it's telling us is that it's, uh, the propaganda works. I mean, the effort by Donald Trump to propagandize the, uh, his defense on the Russia, whole Russia story is uh, is actually functioning to turn all the red hats into deniers of all of this. And it's just... Yeah, I mean, uh, you have to remember, too, is that the people who are watching Fox News are watching either in the morning, right? They're watching Fox and Friends. Right. Or they're watching in the... Most of them, right, are watching in the evening. They're yep. not watching what's supposed to be the news during the day. They're watching the opinion shows. And the opinion shows are so far out there at this point yeah. that that's all they're getting. And they're not mostly probably not sitting down and watching, right? They're running around doing stuff. It's on in the background. Mm-hmm. And so they're getting bits and pieces of information. Uh, and so they're, what they're hearing is everything that this administration wants them to hear. Yeah. Um, it doesn't surprise me that, that the numbers are that high amongst Fox viewers. I think that if you polled... Uh, Republicans in general, uh, you might get much lower numbers because you've got moderate Republicans and reasonable Republicans and thinking Republicans in there. Uh, but if you're talking about diehard Fox News viewers, then that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's the same it's the same contingent that still shows up at rallies. It's the same contingent that screams "Lock her up." It's the same contingent that believes the lies no matter what and can, can these numbers change jackie can more fox news viewers see the light at this point or is it too late is there too much information that's flowed under the bridge already that there's no way they could possibly catch up to the point where the, the rest of the normals are uh who have been following this story since july of 2016 uh is it even possible for them to to do that can they catch up i don't think they can i think there's no, too much i don't you're never going to win them over you're never going to change their mind they're no. diehards it's not he's got that 30 35% locked down they're not going anywhere because frankly even if they did figure out that they were wrong they're not going to want to admit it right right nobody's going to turn around and say i followed this idiot from the beginning i was a supporter for years and i was wrong like you you got to be a bigger person to say that and none of the people that are diehard trump supporters are going to be no uh saying that anytime soon Um, So I don't think that you can you can expect that to change. But I do think what we need to keep in mind is that the majority of Americans don't agree with this president. They don't agree with his motives and methods. They don't agree with the things that he's saying and doing. They do believe that the Mueller investigation is legitimate and needs to continue unobstructed. And I think that members of Congress, especially Republican members of Congress, uh, need to stay strong. I mean, that's where the leadership needs to come from, is that if he tries to follow fire Mueller, if he tries to fire Rosenstein, if he tries to to go after sessions. I mean, I think that the members of Congress who said they'll do something actually need to follow through and do something. I mean, that's where the rubber hits the road. They've been totally um, 
totally disappointing so far, mm-hmm. yeah. to say the least. Um, and I, I look at guys like, uh, you know, Gowdy, who's willing to speak up occasionally. Amazing. And now saying, yeah. you know, it's that's great. I mean, Flake will speak out, but then he'll vote in lockstep with Trump. I mean, mm-hmm. I... I, I I don't know where it where it stops. I'm hoping that it stops soon. Yeah. Um. But the those who are willing to speak truth to power need to be a lot louder, and they need to be reminded too. I think that history will will remember them kindly. I mean, you're not going to follow Trump through history and come out looking good. <laughs> no. So now would be the time to make the decision that you're going to be the guy that stands up and says no more because yeah. history is going to be kind to you. And I, if I were a Republican on the fence, I would seriously consider being the first or one of the first because yeah. you, you're going to you're going to get a good spot in history if you do it. I mean, does does Gowdy and someone like Judge Napolitano, both of whom were saying that this whole uh, I don't even want to use the portmanteau. I don't want to even use the gate word, uh, right. but them coming out and saying that there's no evidence leading them to believe that there were anything untoward happening with the FBI and 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 somehow infiltrating the Trump campaign. Does that signal a crack in all of this, or is this just a glitch, the, the kind of glitches that we've been seeing all along that don't indicate anything other than, oh, well, you know, anecdotally, some of these Trump supporters are saying, well, we don't want to we don't want to jump aboard that particular game that Trump is playing, but we'll jump aboard the next one just to make sure that we're that he doesn't attack us on, twi- on Twitter. Is that, yeah, is I mean, that I your read on it? Well, I wish it indicated something, but as soon as that happened, he stood up at a rally in in Tennessee mm-hmm. and said, "Can you believe that there was a spy in my camp? That they embedded a spy oh, yeah, in my yeah. campaign." So he doesn't hear it. Uh, he doesn't have any trouble repeating it. Right. Um, I I wish it made a difference. And when they when someone like Gowdy comes out and says stuff like that, then you know those of us who already know are more than happy to jump on it mm-hmm. uh, and and circulate it and say, look, you know, at least some be- Republicans. Are, are coming out and saying that he's full of it. Yeah. But his supporters don't care and they're not hearing it um, and they'd rather believe what he says. And so if he continues to repeat the lie and Giuliani continues to repeat the lie, they're going to continue to hear the lie. I, I think it's fascinating. And I've been trying to do this where I occasionally look at the entire story from like 30,000 feet. And I try to get an, a, like a big picture view. So basically, the Red Hats are all saying, that every reputable nude news agency, uh, boy, wouldn't it be great if they were all nude agencies? Uh, nude agencies but uh, yeah. every, every reputable news agency is all—they're all lying. They're all making this up. This is all part of a it's all gigantic part of the deep conspiracy. State, yeah. it's all mm-hmm. part of the, the the deep state, I guess. So I guess maybe what they're thinking is that the deep state, which is organized in a coup against Donald Trump. And I'm just putting myself into their mindset. They're thinking that the deep state is feeding all of these news agencies this disinformation about yes. Russia and Trump and Russia and all the rest of it. Is that, It's a is, giant conspiracy yeah. to frame Trump because they don't believe he's a legitimate president. That's what this is. Yeah. Well, what's funny is, is that Trump himself doesn't like to use the term deep state because he says it'll make him look crazy. Because that's the line. I mean, yeah. that's a that's a real thing that Trump actually believes that if he uses the the, the term deep state, that that's just that's a bridge too far. That's, that's crazy. Far. Like like he can get up in front of his rally crowd and and like he did the other night in Tennessee, brag about the size of his hands. We're fixing up all of our Listen airports, and we will do it all with these big, beautiful hands. Look at these hands. Fuck uh, you. So he can say that, but saying deep state is just, that's a step too far into crazyville. <laughs> that's what Donald Trump is basically saying to all of us. I can't. <sighs> it's just staggering. It's exhausting. I yeah. need, people need to stay engaged, though. And that's, yeah, I that's just, I beg of you. Like, yeah. I beg of you, don't give up. Don't, right. don't say I can't take it anymore. I'm checking out. Because that's, right. that's exactly what he wants you to do. Right at the top of our show. Never, never give up, never surrender. The thing yeah. from Galaxy Quest, which I, I love so much. Uh, okay, so so moving on a little bit here. Uh, while we're playing audio of Trump, I think it's important to play this audio of Trump. I've been trying to be merciful. I haven't peppered every show with countless clips of, of Trump actually saying words. But I think <laughs> when it's important, I try to bring him in. So that'll give you a sense of, of just how awful this was. Trump said, well, I'm just going to play it. 
uh, I'm going to play the clip of audio and then I'm going to tell you why it's so goddamn crazy. Here's Trump uh, standing on an air- airport, or I guess he was at uh, Andrews Air Force Base or something like that, leaving for Texas. And we're going to Dallas, we're going to Houston, and we're going to have a little fun today. Thank you very much. We're going to have a little fun today. Thank you very much, is what he said. Isn't and he going to meet with survivors of the school shooting? Yes, he's going to meet with survivors of the Santa Fe school shooting. Fuck you! Fuck you! We're going to have a little fun today. Yeah, ungoddamn believable. He's going to have a blast. This is going to be, I mean, he's bringing party hats and hot dogs and he's going to have he's a winning He's going to throw road. paper towels at him? He's going to throw paper towels, yeah, lots of paper towels. And then uh, Kim Kardashian's going to show up and then they're going to have a blue ribbon panel with Gary Busey on, on the topic of hobbits or something. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I mean, you talk about a sociopath. Anyone who says on their way to meeting with victims of a school shooting that he's going to have a good time today is not wired in to normal human behavior. And I know I mean, I'm you not... You just have bra- to listen to the way he speaks about this Kim Jong-un summit, right? Yeah. I mean, he, says, he says, it may happen, it may not happen, we may have a meeting, we may have two meetings, we may take more than two meetings, or it may not happen at all, we'll see. Right, right. I mean, that's not... That's not, he's just babbling. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason to what he says or how he says it or why he says it. He just, he's pretending to be president. Yeah. He's playing president. This is what he thinks uh, an, an actor acting as a president would do or say. I mean, he really believes it. He's on a giant reality show that mm-hmm. he's producing himself. He's not, this is not a man who studies history. It's not a man who, who pays attention to national security issues or briefings or information or anything of factual relevance. I mean, it's he thinks he can skate by. Yeah. Uh, and so far, the Republicans in Congress are letting him do that. I mean, you, you can't be a, a rational thinking human being and listen to his speech patterns and think that he's actually putting meaningful sentences together. Yeah, well, to a certain extent. He's just extent. filling space with words. Yeah, and what's going to happen again is this, this story, this completely disrespectful and shameless and tone-deaf thing that he said as he was getting on Air Force One today. This is just going to go just the same way as every other major news story, just right out the door, right out yeah. the door. It's not going to matter. This would be two weeks' worth of news in normal presidency. This might end a normal presidency. Certainly. Certainly it would end a normal candidacy, someone running for president. But we've seen that uh, Donald Trump is impervious to that, too. But, I mean, ultimately what it comes down to for Donald Trump and all of his supporters is, and this is a day that kind of exemplifies this, it's, it's all about trolling for them. It's, they've got a troll. And, and so what they have as a definition of winning is just when they have successfully trolled someone. They, I mean, winning to them is successfully trolling the normals. And the thing that I, I was thinking about the other day, and I tweeted about this yesterday, is that on a professional sports team, the competitor on the field who is strictly there to troll, like no other reason to be there other than to troll the other side, that competitor is usually called the mascot. Mm-hmm. And so there, and the mascot is never taken seriously, and rightfully so. So these people are not behaving as if they're actual competitors in the discourse. They are Waldorf and Statler times a thousand, sitting up in the balcony and just hurling gibberish just to get a rise out of the rest of us. And somehow the the discourse in the United States has disintegrated to the point where. That's perfectly acceptable. We can, we can totally have a president who trolls like this. We can, we're not going to have an issue with this. We're not even going to really consider it as a major problem. We're just going to move on by because, of course, there are a thousand other problems that we're all juggling like the world's most tragic plate-spinning act. You know? Well, also, spare me this Sarah Huckabee Sanders yeah. tearing up at that news conference when the kid says, I don't want to get shot in school. What are you going to do about it? And she says, no kid should be scared, and this administration's doing everything it can, and the panel that we convene is meeting. I mean, it's a crock of crap. Yeah. And spare me this, like, tearing up baloney. If you really care, if you really are, are affected by this, then your administration would do something. But the fact that she stands up there every single day and lies and lies and lies and knows full well the administration is doing nothing but continuing to hug the NRA is absurd. Yeah. And I mean, maybe she's got an emotion in there somewhere, but spare me the theatrics of tearing up. If that was sincere, then you need to stand up and say something. But to continue to pretend the administration's doing something about kids getting shot in school 
I, I'm sorry. That was so disgusting. Yeah. I just, I, I find them all so repulsive. Well, it seems to me as if there needs to be some sort of spectacular denouement to all of this stuff. There needs to be some sort of catastrophic end to the to Trumpism somehow, where all of these chickens come home to roost, maybe all at the same time, or maybe in a sequence of events that happen in a short span of time. And I, I feel like that is the only way that we're going to have some so- sort of particular closure on all this. And closure is, is absolutely mandatory because there are a lot of loopholes being exploited by Donald Trump right now that are entirely dangerous. And once those loopholes are exploited and not closed up again, it's very easy for the next despot, the next Trump in waiting. And there is a next Trump in waiting, run- wanting to run for president to do exactly what he has done. And that person will be able to sashay right through those gigantic holes. And when they do it, they may be better at it than Trump is. And that's yeah, the terrifying scenario. Yeah, I mean, he's tearing scenario. down our, our institutions and yeah. our norms and the things that hold up our democracy. <clears throat> I mean, look, who'd be happier than Putin? I mean, this is yeah. exactly what Putin wanted, a oh, trade sure. war with the West. Absolutely, bring it on. Anything he can do to weaken democracy, to strengthen the Russia, to bring it back to the powerhouse it was as a former Soviet Union. I mean, it's... This is exactly what Putin wants. Yeah, He's yeah. getting everything he wants. His investment in Trump has paid off. Right, right. Well, you know what? There's so much more so much more trolling that has occurred today, not only in the form of a, uh, a pardon and some proposed pardons by Trump, but also yeah. in the form of uh, heightening this uh, global trade war that Trump is engaging in. So we're going to get into all of that after one last break. Uh, back with more show right after these words. Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, let me ask you a question. You gotten anything for your dad for Father's Day yet? Oh, balls. Yeah, I totally forgot, too. No, I mean I got him Oh Balls soap. Bubble Genius makes soap that look like golf balls and smell like fresh-cut grass in metal buckets. Get out of town. He's crazy for the golf. Don't forget your dad this Father's Day. Bubble Genius has balls and more for the first man in your life. BubbleGenius.com Bob Seska This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Thank you, Buzz, and uh, still a few more things to get here, get to here before we uh, wrap up the show for today. Uh, okay, so first of all, Trump pardoned Dinesh Dushbag today, saying that he was treated very unfairly. I know this is just a crying shame how badly Dinesh D'Souza was treated, you know, in his minimum security prison and his... Uh, ankle bracelet. The ankle bracelet was so chafing, and uh. <laughs> I, I'm just—I don't know how he was possibly. There was no way he was treated unfairly. He pled guilty. He did soft time, and he's out now. Uh, but clearly, he needed to be pardoned for his loyalty to to Trump more than anything else. And so, meanwhile, Trump has also announced uh, aboard Air Force One on his on his way down to you know uh, play laser tag in Dallas or whatever fun thing talking about. Trump says he's considering commuting the sentences of uh, Rod Blagojevich and uh, <laughs> pardoning Martha Stewart as Martha well. Martha Stewart, yeah. So, I mean, is this all just assigned to Cohen and Manafort? And I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, is he sending a signal that, that he's willing to pardon if you don't turn on him? Now, see, that raises an interesting question, Jackie, which is this. Uh, even if Donald Trump pardons these characters in the Russia attack. Let's say that also Don Jr. is indicted at some point. Jared Kushner is indicted. And and they're not pardoned uh, right away. The, the prosecution is allowed to begin. They, they may even get convicted in some way. And at that point, Donald Trump pardons them. Certainly, he's going to go bananas in other ways if Donald Trump Jr. or Jared are indicted. There are going to be all kinds mm-hmm. of other ramifications beyond right. just to pardon or not pardon. But the thing is, though, that's still... From my understanding of constitutional law, a presidential pardon does not exonerate them from being considered part of a criminal enterprise. Like, right, for example, right. like with, with, say, Don Jr. They can't plead the fifth either, can they? Right. right. They have to testify. Yeah, yeah. But okay. the thing is, though, that, that history will record... Say, for example, Donald Trump Jr. is having tried to uh, uh, conspire with Russia and, and conspire to... Uh, 
to obstruct justice with his dad and with Hope Hicks and all the others in in the aftermath once that once that meeting was uh, was made public. So right. what I'm saying is that even if all of these characters are pardoned and no one ends up going to jail other than uh, Alexander Vanderswan, who, who's gone to yeah, who's already gone to jail, and I think he's almost done, isn't he? Uh, but you know, beyond that. Um, history is going to record that all of these characters actually committed these crimes. All of these characters did commit, on some level, uh, traitorous acts against the United States. They did right. sell out American sovereignty and American democracy and American elections in the name of electing this reality show clown. Right, and, and the Republicans in Congress who own Congress right now need to decide which side of history they want to be on. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, it's never been more important for people to turn out and vote in the midterms to be able to turn over the House. I mean, I, I wish we could also do the Senate, but at least to turn over the House so we can, you know, reignite the investigations and we can we can get to the bottom of what happened and we can hold people accountable for turning against this country. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in the name of accuracy, like, I mean, we both have experience in journalism, obviously, and we could legitimately publish as, say, let's say 10, 15 years down the road, we both got to write our books about the Trump era. We can legally publish that the federal government determined that XYZ, Trump Jr., Manafort, Flynn, Page, Papadopoulos, and all the rest, uh, actually did commit these crimes. It's not like yes. Trump pardons them and you can no longer say that they are guilty of these crimes. They will right. still be recognized by history as being guilty of these crimes, making a pardon somewhat of an empty gesture considering the nature of the crimes that were committed here. And we're talking about Dinesh D'Souza. But if there's no punishment and they, we live in a culture of corruption where they're allowed to get away with it, does it matter? Well, I mean, that's... That's what's happened now. I mean, look at the emoluments. I mean, there's such a violation of the president using his office for personal financial gain well, yeah, and nothing's yeah. happening. Right. I mean, it's, they, they're, they're, we're breaking down the norm to the point where the people are shrugging at the corruption. Yeah. So, yeah, they may break the law, but if they're, if they're pardoned and we write a book, I mean, what does it matter? If you write a book about all the things they did wrong and there's no punishment for it, the tree fell in the woods and nobody heard it. Well, let me put it this way. Let's say you're authoring a textbook. A textbook for, let's say, first-year college students. And the ch chapter comes up about the Russian attack on the election in 2016. Can you legally and accurately say Donald Trump, uh, Don Jr., Paul Manafort, Mike Flynn, uh, the 13 Russians, you know, the whole list of people and all the people that have yet to be indicted and named, everyone who's indicted and convicted you can say that they did what they did regardless of whether they've been exonerated from or pardoned from the crime itself. Are you following what I'm saying? Like, I am, but then you get something like uh, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos who orders all those textbooks burned. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not kidding you. Like, it's, it's, it's this rewriting of history. I right, mean, we're, right. we're at the point now where there's such the tearing down of the institutional norms and stripping away education and stripping away environmental protections, stripping away people's health care. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, a breakdown of fundamental society needs and norms yeah. that I don't know what history is going to say. Yeah. I fear for that. I really do. I mean, when you've got the president of the United States standing up in front of a crowd of people and saying that human beings are animals and having the crowd repeat that back to him, you're talking about Nazi Germany tactics. Yeah. And I, and I don't like to, to raise the Hitler Nazi argument because I know the, you know, all of that. Oh, stuff. Make no mistake. Yeah. Make no mistake. Godwin has rescinded Godwin's law in the era okay. of Trump. So Godwin okay. has given us yeah. permission to go there. So yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean that for me, like I always hesitate to do that. I'm, I was raised Jewish. It means something to me. Yeah. Um, you know, those never forget means something to me. And when you hear, when you see a man in a rally, it started when he asked people to, to repeat a pledge after him, right? Mm -hmm. When you see people wearing the hats and yelling animals, and I mean, that to me screams danger. Yeah, it does. And I, I don't know, it's a slippery, it's not gonna happen overnight in one fell swoop. It's gonna happen slowly and gradually, this erosion of our institutions and our norms. Mm -hmm. I mean, Trump is is self-serving. This is a man who didn't serve his country. He doesn't all of a sudden at 71 decide he wants to serve his country. He's interested in himself. 
He's interested in making money. He's interested in protecting uh, his his legacy as far as his family financials are concerned. Um, and that's it. I mean, that's that's where his allegiance lies. Yeah. Um, so don't pretend that this man is doing anything to to boost society or to make our country anything but a, a puppet and a pawn for his own personal gain. That's why I keep saying, Jackie, that everyone within the sound of my voice needs to stay healthy, stay alert, yes. stay yes. Ob- observant, record what you can, whether it's on your Facebook page or whether it's via email to your friends or wh- however other method that you might use to remember some of this stuff. But we have to remember it. We have to be able to write that version of history that is that is linked to reality because we are every day being shoved further and further away from reality from what is objective truth and that is being done by the president of the united states and regardless of what we may say about him that is still what he says what the president says carries a lot of weight And so there's got to be an equally Herculean effort to push back against that and make sure that those textbooks and those books of the future and historians of the future and experts of the future are all delivering the version of history that is the accurate and realistic one and not this bogus uh, bullshit that Trump yanks out of his ass and throws up on Twitter every day and at his rallies. Uh, It just it can't go that way. And even if no one is convicted, at least we will have the realistic telling of everything that went down here. Because, you know, I'm looking at the polls right now. I'm looking at uh, RCP right now and the polling average of uh, Trump only down eight point nine percent. That's the spread between approved, disapproved. Um, You know, while there is, you know, there are polls like uh, Harvard Harris has uh, uh, Trump 10 points down. CBS Mm -hmm. News has Trump 15 points down. Gallup 15 points down. You know, some big reputable polling outfits. But then you look at, you know, the usual suspects. Here's economist YouGov with Trump six points down, 45-51. Rasmussen, of course, uh, 47-52, five points down. Uh, there and so I don't know. I'm I'm so anti polls. I just I yeah. Know, I, see, me, I mean, like who's answering the phone? Who's taking the poll? Yeah. Who who's how educated are these people? I mean, I just I don't know. I, well, I it doesn't mean all that much to me. I really I to me like I I'd rather just know who registered voters are and and I'd rather register more voters and I'd like to get them out to vote. I mean, that's like the future of this country is is young. I mean, yeah. you're. The Fox News viewer, the average age of the Fox News viewer is very old. Well, you know, um, I, I, think, I, I think the other side to the polls here, and, and this is just not necessarily occurred to me just now. This is something that reoccurs uh, as I look at the polls, and I, I tend to forget that the economy is really keeping, uh, I mean, the economy is like those rubber arm floaties on Donald Trump. You imagine Donald Trump's a little little kid, little bully in the, the kiddie pool, and he's b- punching the other kids, but he's got those inflatable right. arm floaties on, and those inflatable arm floaties are... are, are keeping him. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the jobs numbers right now, and that's keeping Trump afloat, I believe. So, uh, but that could all go away, because Trump always makes things worse for Trump. That's right. the maxim. That's the rule in the Trump era. So he's now hit the European Union, Canada, and Mexico with his metal tariffs, uh, steel and aluminum tariffs, which is going to just, it's going to devastate uh, American workers, American jobs in this country. Uh, uh, meanwhile, the EU and Mexico have already announced retaliatory uh, tariffs on American goods. Um, but meanwhile, Trump is also preparing to block, uh, like, Mercedes-Benz and BMW from doing business inside the United States. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, like all the Trumpers, all the people with alleged uh, economic anxiety were all going, God damn those fucking BMWs and Mercedes cars on the road. Screw them. Screw all of them. <laughs> you know, all I do is I see, I see uh, 70-plus-year-old baby boomers who are in many cases Trump voters because there are a lot of angry male baby boomers who also happen to be driving around in BMWs. It's like, right. <laughs> it, is like the, it is the BM, it is the baby boomer vehicle of choice right now. If well, it's like tell the government to keep its hands off my Medicare. I mean, they just they <laughs> yeah. just don't understand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so apparently Trump told uh, Emmanuel Macron last month that he planned to stop Mercedes Benz from driving down Fifth Avenue in New York. 
So we'll see how that plays out. That's going to be, uh, that'll be interesting as far as uh, how the economy works. And of course, I'm saying this and I'm chuckling to myself and I'm going at the same time. Oh my God. Fuck you. You know, I was, I just, I took it in the ass with the last recession. And if there happens, if this guy is triggering another one, that's, that's all we freaking need right now you know what i mean it's yeah. just like on top mm-hmm. of everything on top of all the other indignities suddenly trump is propelling us toward uh, another gigantic recession so that's that's something to look forward to have a great weekend ladies and gentlemen yeah have fun <laughs> smoke them if you got them <laughs> and uh, share them with the rest of us jesus christ uh, okay, lots more to uh, talk about on the post-mortem show. Everything we didn't get to on this uh, free version, free portion of the show. Make sure to go to our Patreon page via bobseska.com. Click the all-caps Patreon link. And please support the show. Just $1 a month is amazing amounts of support for us. That's, I don't know, what is it, like 25 cents a show or something like that? That's the level of support. $1 a month will also get you lots of bonus content. $5 a month will get you the post-mortem show. That's twice a week. It's just we we just keep talking. When this music stops playing, we just keep going, and we talk for another 20 minutes, and that's our post-mortem show. If you sign up at $15 a month, you get a commercial-free version of this show, but you also get the, the post-mortem show seamlessly uh, connected to the whole rest of it. So you can listen in one convenient chunk. Say you're driving to work, you're commuting to work, and you don't want to mess around with your, your iPad or your iPod or your iPhone or anything like that, or your Android device. And you just want to listen to all everything without screwing around and getting into a five-car pileup on the highway. All you got to do is dial us up on our Patreon app and listen to the commercial-free version of the show. But in order to do that, you have to sign up for $15 a month. And that supports uh, independent media, supports this show. And, uh, and we thank you for that in advance. All right. Some plugs here at the end of the show. Of course, Jackie Shecker can be found at investigaterussia.org. Buzz Burbank is at buzzburbank.com. Kimberly Johnson's at patreon.com slash start me up. Let's see. The Mark and Lowell Show is another great show from the Realm Network. That's at realmnetwork.com. Jody Hamilton's at from the bunker.com. And also, you can hear Jackie Schechner, by the way, at the Stephanie Miller Show. And that's at stephaniemiller.com. Make sure to sign up for the uh, all new, all free happy hour uh, podcast with lots of, lots of obscenities, lots of uh, public drunkenness. And lots of sexy liberals on that show. Uh, you can find Jen Kirkman's tour dates at jenkirkman.com. we got to get Jen Kirkman back on the show soon. Meanwhile, thank you so much, Jackie. You going to stick around for the postmortem show? Oh, sure. All right. We'll see you over there. Take care, folks. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.